Hello and welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of Shadynasty League, one of many leagues accounts. I'm your host, Dan Belinke, joined as always by my co-host, Devin Rambo. Devin, say hi to everybody listening at home. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Devin. Well, some days, you know, I come into this thing and I wonder, what the fuck am I even going to talk about? But other weeks? Well, you know what? Anytime I have those thoughts, they're completely negated. I can always count on you crazy, dumb motherfuckers to do some shit that just gives me a laundry list. I, can't, I don't even know if I get to matchups this week. We have so much to talk about. We certainly can't talk about the regular NFL, and we certainly can't talk about that team down south. You know them, the Tennessee Titans led by Tranny Hill. Fuck them. Fuck those virus-ridden fucking cocksuckers. Fuck them to hell. A.J. Brown is overrated. Tannehill is a game manager. Derrick Henry is a plotter. Fuck them. They suck. Kevin Bayard, one of the most overpaid dudes on defense in the league. Defense stinks. I think I amended them and and took the Browns out and put them into a playoff spot. Fuck that. Fuck that. Bullshit. They, they played shitty competition three weeks in a row and barely squeaked out any wins. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, the same thing could be said about the Steelers, but, you know, fuck yourselves regardless. So let's get right into it. I want to go and talk about these trades because, folks, we knew it would be a crazy year. We, would, we knew it would be an absolutely insane year. And I think it was maybe just two weeks ago on this podcast, I declared that this week, it was or this year was truly anybody's year to take hold of. The, the, the projections I gave for the bottom four teams have been completely turned on their heads. Some guys are already realizing their viability this year is over. And in previous years, there was a sense of hope that people had floating throughout the years. But now, when you look at the other teams, you say, look, there's the haves and the haves nots. And if you're a have not, go fuck yourself. If you're an ultra have, you're going to hold tight and try to trade for now to win. And if you're a semi-have, like, you know, me, um, you're kind of like, what the fuck am I going to do? But some people are giving it up. It's like they're just giving away everything. It's like... Uh... First of all, I love it. Quick, quick question, though. Am I panicked about the fire or am I being brave for everyone else? The fire. It, it's, it's a fire sale. Oh, <laughs> okay, I didn't, um, well, let's give it a shot. Oh my God, we're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning, it burns me. Evacuate all the school children. Oh, oh May, this isn't a fever. Zing, gray. Can't even see where the knob is. And scene. Um, would you like to try that a little simpler, maybe? No. That's right, folks. It is a legendary fire sale, the likes of which we have almost never seen in this league. So let's get into the first action that turned some heads. Um, you know, we were cucked a little bit and edged in hearing the results. But Matt gives up Malcolm Brown, Devontae Parker, and Tua Tugavailoa to Bob, who in turn gives Matt A.J. Green, David Johnson, and Julian Edelman. Okay, personally, just me, just my opinion, which doesn't mean shit. 
I think Bob crushed this. Now, Malcolm Brown, he's an expiring asset. We don't really care about that. I mean, Henderson looks better than him. They'll probably try to work Acres in, maybe, when he's healthy. Um, you know, Malcolm Brown is just basically nothing. But Devontae Parker is a guy who I thought was heavily overrated at the end of last year. Um, obviously, he had a really great end of the season, but they were slinging the ball like no one's fucking business, and he was basically the only healthy pass catcher. Um, I, I just didn't see... Everybody said, oh, the year five breakout. Devontae Parker proved it's true. It's like, or, you know, he just finally had a good stretch of games for the first time in his career after being overdrafted for the previous four. Um, but the fact that that stacks with Tua is very nice. So strategically, I do like that. So, I mean, when we talk about Bob's team, let's be real. He was basically fucked from the moment that uh, Saquon went down. I mean, yes, you know, he had some depth at quarterback at, at running back. Obviously, he had Dalvin Cook. But... Between Saquon being out for the year and then the fact that his quarterback play was not getting it done. It was not elevating him to where you would need to really make a splash in the playoffs. I mean, neither Baker nor Brady have had any top weeks so far. So, I mean, when you're rolling through there and those are your only two options viably, they're not going to give you enough boom to do anything. And, and, you know, Dwayne Haskins is just uh, looking like a lost cause, unfortunately. I, I really wished he would have been successful. Um, so, you know, and, and other than that, I mean, where are we on Brady? He's on a two-year deal. I mean, his future is definitely in question. Haskins' team is going to have a top five pick, it's looking like, so he might be gone, which I called in a podcast last year. I said he was only going to last one more year, so uh, we'll, we'll go check back up on that. Um, I'm a genius. Uh, but anyways, and Baker... Who the fuck knows? I mean, I wouldn't... Regardless, you're looking at maybe having just one viable quarterback going forward. He needed somebody. So I think getting two was awesome for him. Um, and this is this goes exactly to my fucking point. And we'll get to this, but I got to hammer it again. You guys and these running backs, I, I told you I did a mock draft for you. I told you I explained it to you so clearly. Everybody's got to have their fucking running back. Everybody needs a running back. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Quarterback is still king. And that will be the theme of this week and weeks beyond because it's always going to happen. Come on, Tua. Imagine, okay, okay. Imagine right now with four, with DeAndre Swift, you tried to trade him for fucking the haul that Mac got. Well, I mean, Mac probably could have got a better haul than that, but still. You're not going to get the same amount of quality picks. Um, it's just, it's it's absurd. And on that side, that's why I think Bob crushed this. I mean, Bob is, Bob is in tank mode. He doesn't have picks next year is the thing either. He doesn't have a first-round pick till 2023. He can't get a top-end quarterback talent. Of course, guys slip. But he's thin in second and third-round picks as, as well. So, so this had to be done. It was basically his only way to maybe get a young rising quarterback. So I thought it was a great move for him. And the pieces he gave up, Edelman, AJ Green, to me, they're one year away from being dust. David Johnson, he ain't it in the long term, but listen, Matt's got Christian McCaffrey out. He's got Chris Carson potentially out. This is a desperation play. He's got no running backs besides that. I mean, he, he he's going to be absolutely fucked. And if he thinks he can repeat and get back into the playoffs and go far, well, obviously it's going to help when McCaffrey comes back, but he's got to stay up at the top of the rank so he doesn't slip too far because who knows how long he'll be sidelined. Now, David Johnson, as I said, isn't it. 
but he's probably buying low. I mean, it, it could not have been a worse start of the season for the Texans. They literally faced just three ridiculous competitors. And you look at it so far, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers have all been suffocating against the run. So David Johnson has a lot of room to improve. Um, but I guess Matt did lack flex play, and this was the downside. This was the part that burned him, which some people actually, like Bob, predicted, was that he's going to try to strangle the quarterback market, but people are going to tell him, hey, I know quarterback is rare and it's hard for me to get, but you have so many, it's not rare for you. And so losing a piece of your quarterback and getting three viable flexes in return is way bigger than than you could than you could hope to get. And that's exactly what Bob did, which is why I like this trade so much. And it's not to say if Matt goes far in the playoffs and David Johnson has good weeks. I just think Matt could have gotten more. I mean, I know Bob doesn't have a lot of picks. I'd like to see some picks in return or maybe some higher quality flexes as opposed to, you know, AJ Green and uh and Julian Edelman. But that's kind of the whole point of Bob's team is Bob's team across the board, and we've made this point before, is very old. He gets a he gets the the guy gets an erection when fucking LaShawn McCoy <laughs> gets signed and AJ Green is back and and fucking just all all in Devonta Freeman signs. It's just you know I don't want to say pathetic, but you know it, he needed some youth. He got youth, so that's a big win for him. But I mean, look, you want to win this year? I know it, Matt. I if if I had to go back and rank my trades, I made some of the worst trades in league history to make sure I could be competitive in a year that I thought I was going to win. And I don't remember if I won. I know I got to the championship. I might have won. But anyways, I know. When you're in these times, it's hard. They just rake you over the coals. It fucking sucks. But sorry, buddy. I think you lost that one. Okay, what was our next big trade? Oh, of course, we had... um... Sorry, I heard my dog doing something. I was like, oh, God, I hope he's not eating some bullshit. Oh, this was the big Mac Daddy. Maybe I should have saved this for last, but I'm going in order. So... Eric gets Devin's 2021 first and Bob's 2021 first that he acquired through Drew. He's getting Devin's 2022 first and Devin's 2021 third and Carson Wentz for Deshaun Watson. Huge fucking boom. I love it. I love it for both of them. I fucking love this trade so much. This is the epitome of this league. I fucking love this for both sides tremendously. And let me tell you why. Let's start with Devin. Devin, you know, he stacked up his team. He stacked it. He made all these moves. He decided last year, you heard him on that thanks, sorry, Scoops giving special pod. He said his body wasn't durable. It was fragile. He couldn't really cross the, the, the pantheon into the upper echelon of championship status last year. He needed to do something else. So he withdrew being competitive. I've I've raked him. I've I've uh, raked him. I'm going back to the same expression. I've um I've admonished him. That's better. For years over how old his roster was. And so, what did he do? He accumulated picks. He got younger on the running back front, which was a which was kind of a point of strength towards the end of it once he traded for Miles Sanders, but you know, previously before that, you know, it was okay. Still think his receivers need a little work, but all he needed, what were we saying this year? He needed reliable quarterback to production. Traded away DJ Moore and Terry McLaurin, two rising, rising receivers. You know, we haven't looked terrific this year so far, but, you know, have promise in the future, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, he traded them for Carson Wentz. At the time, I thought Nick lost that terribly, but with how Carson Wentz is playing, it's it's been butt awful. Um, and then Phillip Rivers 
as your other quarterback option, you know, or you could, you know, so you're throwing Rodgers out there every week, but you don't have a number two. So this is what he needed to do. He needed a premier quarterback. He needed one more. This is how it all comes together, how he establishes his dominance. And what doesn't he need right now? Well, he doesn't need Carson Wentz, but he doesn't need all these picks. If he thinks that he's really here, and even doing this, um, let me think. So, you know, he gives up three firsts and a third, but he's still got seconds. You know, he still has picks. So, he can fill other pieces, and, and pieces like receiver, which he needs, they'll, they'll fall. So it's really not a concern. It's just it's a great move for a win-now team. And on the other hand, Eric Eric kind of knew he was fucked this year. Deshaun has not been playing as well. You know, his his running backs are just atrocious. I mean, you know, when you're when you're when you're fucking who who is his second running back? Didn't he have to play like um, Darnell Anderson? Who the fuck did he play last week? I don't even remember. Uh, his running back too was Frank Gore. Oh, God, he actually started Frank Gore the week before that. I don't even want to think about it. Was it Deion Lewis? Is that who he started? I mean, it was terrible. It was terrible. Unfortunately, he wasn't going to be competitive this year. Now, he's got the bones of a healthy team, all right? He's got good bones, not bird bones, good bones. He had he has Dak. He has CeeDee. He has Allen Robinson. He has um, Amari Cooper. Some, some great options, and Nick Chubb, but it's not enough. He doesn't have the running back depth. He doesn't have the quarterback depth with Trubisky getting shipped out of town, so he needed to make a move, and what does he end up with? He gets two first-round picks next year. He already had one from a trade he made with Billy years ago. I don't even remember the terms of it, so now he's got four picks in the first round. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. That's a great rebuild. I mean, if he ends up with one of the top picks on his own, boom, he gets Trevor Lawrence. Fuck it, take Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, or and then and then um, a, a stud running back and a top fucking receiver, or take one quarterback, two running backs, one receiver. I mean, this is this is life altering stuff. Now, some people would actually tell you that Devin won this trade a thousand times out of a thousand because bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, even if that bush has four first-round picks in it. And see, I'm always partial to the picks. I love the picks. But, you know, that's me because I'm good at drafting. I'm, I'm great at drafting. So I know a first-round pick when I get my hands on one is money. Now, everybody else, I don't know. Eric, did he make the right move, take it CeeDee Lamb? Yeah, but he thought about it for two hours. So, I mean, it was the right move, and I still abide by that. But then he took Raquel Armstead in the second round. And he took J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. So those four First round picks, you know, if we just go by a uh, token of what what what's transpired over the past two years, you know, those those first round picks could be David Montgomery, JGR Sega Whiteside, um, Nikhil Harry, and fucking Jerry Judy. You know, I don't know, or maybe uh, DeAndre Swift or Cam Akers, two other bums. Um, you know, I don't know. It could be bad. So so it, it, it's not the best thing to. It's not always a guaranteed thing, but I love it for a rebuild team. I think this is awesome. It was the right move. Um, okay. The next trade, uh, did we we had one more, right? This is really good podcasting when I have to um, go look this up. Oh, yeah, the last trade, the big boom bubbly. Um, So Bob got Kenyon Drake, Kareem Hunt, a 2021 second, and Billy's 2021 third, and in exchange, Bill got Dalvin Cook. That's a very interesting trade. I mean... He's got to lose two running backs to get the job done. I don't know why. Oh, before that, let me go back to Eric Singh. I did have one more point. 
I would have liked for him to have gotten a running back out of that deal. I mean, four first round pick, three first round picks in the deal is great. How about two in getting Miles Sanders or two in even getting Austin Eckler? Because like I said, you still have to start somebody week to week. And again, you could end up with a David Montgomery or a DeAndre Swift or a Cam Akers, you know, a complete bust. So, you know, it, it, or, or, you know it's not the best move. I think the, the capital is fine, but getting a cornerstone piece of, hey, Devin, you have a lot of running back depth now. You want to win this year. Give me Miles Sanders. I think doing that and taking out one of the first and one of the third would have been the move personally, which is the only criticism I have. Okay, sorry. Back to Billy's trade. Um, so, you know, losing two running backs, and I don't love that. I mean, you're losing a lot of depth. And Bob is kind of shredding his roster, churning and burning, and getting more pieces. Now, Kareem Hunt will always probably be a little bit frustrating being on the Browns. Like, he could literally be a top five running back if he had a backfield to himself. And so, with Chubb, same with Chubb. That's why it's so frustrating. And Kenyon Drake, I never bought into. I thought it was absurd that people were drafting him in the top 10 running backs this year just after a couple of good weeks in a new offense. I mean, I know they signed him, but not to a long-term deal, don't you see? Come the fuck on, people. Uh, but anyways, Billy's losing a lot of depth here. Now, he still has Connor, and he has David Montgomery backing up Dalvin Cook. And Dobbins, who we think will maybe ascend, you know? And even though he gave up some picks, he still has a second last year, so he doesn't lose a lot of capital, you know? So, I mean, there's a concern there. Billy is also putting his chips in. He's thinking, it's time for me to strike. Let me get Dalvin Cook. Let me get that centerpiece. I'm going to give up depth. That's a that's a hard move. I mean, he has great wide receivers. If he could have coerced Bob into keeping Kareem Hunt in exchange for like a Cortland Sutton or a DJ Chark, which would have been perfect for Bob. They're not really performing. They're injured. Cortland Sutton's out for the year. If Bob's tanking, he can wait. He can wait. Um, you know, and, and Denver might have a top five pick on the way. And if they say fuck you to Drew Locke and they take Trevor Lawrence, who the fuck knows? Who knows? Who knows? And then you have Judy and you have Cortland Sutton, Bob. So that's probably something I would have liked to do, which is the only reason I don't like this for Bill, just because we're already seeing in this season more than anything, depth is going to be huge. Take a team like me, a great team, one of the best teams in the league. I'm riddled with injuries. I'm lousy with them. I can't get Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, and Le'Veon Bell to start in the same week. That's three starters. I'm fucking flexing LaVisca out here. I'm fucking flexing Joshua Kelly out here. It's I'm, 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 I'm flexing a tight end. <laughs> I'm starting a tight end and flexing one. Andrew Zangasicki, which has worked out excellent. But the point remains, it's tough picking out here this year, folks. That's what I worry about this move. Um, but anyways... I think Bob, he needs some real starters. He got some starters. That's good. Um, he's just got too many old guys. And now he's got picks. He's got starters. This is a good churn and burn. You know, he's uh, he, the, the, the fire must rage. The fire sale must burn so the forest can burst anew with life once again. I think it's a decent haul that he got for the price. But, you know, you know, I would have liked to see a first here if he could have squeezed one out or two seconds, just considering how much he paid for Mr. Dalvin Cook in the first place. Oh, my doggie is here. Say hi, Papa. Okay, just walk out on the podcast, rude ass. Um, so those were all the trades. That was fantastic. And what a fire sale. Oh, my God. We're having a fire sale. Okay, without further ado, let's get into some waiver action. Waivers! Just, I thought this needed some energy. I know that was stupid. Fuck it. Um, needed to happen. Anyways, um, 
Okay, I don't even know if I want to go over individual matchups this week because they weren't that interesting and we're running so long on time because of all those trades. But let's get into these waivers. So the highest bid of the week was me. I got the Rams defense for $14. Ouch, ouch, because the next and only other bid was was what, Matt, for $4? I mean, the lowest I had this was at $7, but I've remembered some of those weeks when fucking, fucking little Devin and his grubby little claws, they just, they, they, I thought that I would get the Pat's D last year for six bucks. Now me, he, he bid, he bid 12, a little, little fucker. So I decided I had to go big. I knew the Steelers might not play. I knew shit could get ugly and dangerous, okay? So I really had no other choice. I, I could have obviously spent lower, but I needed to do something. Uh, the next uh, biggest bit of the week was Brett Ripien. Ripien, or, or Rippin, Rippin, Mark Rippin's nephew. Okay, uh, $12 to Bob Balone. Okay, did anyone else bid anything? No, no one was interested in Mr. Rippin, but that's okay. Bob's getting some depth here, and maybe that's why he texted me asking if Rippin was gonna be a god tonight. I don't know. Matt got Brian Hill for $11. Recall, he got Brian Hill for like $60 last year, going back to that well, but after a decent game, he did see some action. Nate also bid $3. Devin and myself bid $2. Uh, Nick, if you do this one more fucking time, no, you are never going to get a running back who got starting level snaps and huge production for $0. It's not going to happen. Stop doing it. Okay, sorry. That was my my Brian Elram. Um. Drew got Steven Goskowski for $7. Do I? Oh, I was going to tell you. Did I even have to tell you that's a whiff? Actually, Bill put in a $0 bid, but whatever. Um, Matt, oh, oh, it's a it's a Brady Gronk love fest. Matt got Gronk for $7. Uh, that was a whiff. No one else cared. Uh, Day, Devin with two back-to-back, some big-time plays. He got Gabe Davis out of Buffalo for $6, the guy that drew that BSPI call against the Rams. But come on, Dave, you've... You made a Super Bowl on a bad P.I. call, so chill, chill. Did anyone else bid anything for Gabe Davis? I did. I put in a $0 bid, but congratulations, Devin. He also got Anthony McFarlane for $6. Nice little pickup. I was surprised he wasn't drafted in our league. I had mentioned that before. I bid $2. Bill bid $0. Um, anybody else of note? Uh, not fucking really. All right. Let's get into the matchups quickly. I don't want to harp too much on these. Uh, let's just start where we always start. Let's start with me versus Nate. My dad was very concerned I wasn't going to win this matchup, and I should have won a lot. Lamar Jackson had a terrible game. And, oh, how easy was the Chiefs, though? I literally got slaughtered this weekend and made it all back on the Chiefs. Chiefs getting points? Don't be stupid. Anyways, Lamar Jackson was brutal. He missed Mark Andrews on three throws, one of which was going to be a touchdown. And no, I'm not talking about the time Mark Andrews fucked up in the second half and dropped an easy touchdown. I'm talking about the time where Mark Andrews caught it on about the 30, and there was nothing but acres ahead of him. I would've, that would have been a 40-yard touchdown. would have completely changed my week, would have dominated it. But regardless, it don't matter. When Tyler Lockett is just doing those things, doing those things, and mind-melding with my boy, Russ, which gotta hurt, because Nate had the other side of Russ. 
Oh, that was fun. I got real frisky and played LaVisca really horny. I was way too in on the Jags. That came back to bite me in the ass. And other than that, Cam Newton also had a bad game. I mean, 25 points combined for my quarterbacks and I still get a win. Folks, that's called consistency. That's called grit. It's the city of Youngstown. We're known for two things, dude. We're known for three things. We're known for bocce. Mario Lopez loves bocce. We're known for grit. Mario Lopez and Dave Portnoy love grit. And we're known for Penguin City beer. Tough times don't last. Tough cities and tough beer does, okay? That's what we're known for, so fuck off. But, you know, everything's turning up aces, aces for my team, so don't worry about it. For Nate, oh, that trade I made him bit him in the ass. Ryan Tannehill, Leonard Fournette combining for 13. Ouchie! I I forgot to mention, I beat Nate 124.3 to 120.5. It was a fucking tight one. I was itching in my pants. Marquez Valdez-Scantling had like 17 drops. Oh my god, he could have had a huge day. And the Saints defense along with that went for minus three points. So not a good, not a great day out for, for, for the boy outside of Keenan Allen. Looking very, very, looking like a fa- favorite target very early of Justin Herbert's. Caught a lot of balls, a lot of passes thrown. That's a good thing for the Chargers. Good for them. Now what really's got to hurt, could he have beaten me? Yes, of course he could have. Play Hunter Renfro over these scrubs. Play Eric Ebron over Zach Ertz. Play Ryan Fitzpatrick over uh, fucking uh, uh, Ryan Tannehill. Oh, play Nick Foles. Why did I drop Nick Foles for Quintez Cephas? Damn it. Damn it. I actually bought into a 2-0 Bears team and said, they're not going to bench Trubisky 2-0. Who the fuck else gets benched when they're 2-0 or leading to 2-0? Just go fuck yourself. Anyways, I won that. Um... Dave and, and and Nick, and I believe this was, no, this wasn't our match of the week, but it, it was shaping up to be a good one, and it was one that I might have considered making the match of the week, and Dave has just pummeled, pummeling with confidence right now. He's just shooting up the ranks, baby. I mean, Michael Thomas goes down. I knew it'd be a bump to Kamara. I didn't know this. He's got to be the RB1 in fantasy right now, in, in Dynasty even. Patrick Mahomes, 40-point game. Jared Goff, they're looking back to their old selves. O-line is playing better. They're airing it out, scheming better. Everything is turning up aces for the Rams this year. You know, unless you're talking Cam Akers or, or, you know, Cooper Cup. He did good, you know, for this week. But regardless, I mean, you know, when Paris, I didn't like the pick of Michael Pittman, at least at where Dave got him. But I thought when Paris Campbell went down, Michael Pittman's stock goes up. He's injured. Mo Ali Cox stock goes up. Nice. Stephon Diggs. How I just want to be a fly in the wall. I know. Stephon Diggs could not have been happy thinking, holy shit, I'm gonna go from Kirk Cousins to Josh Fucking Allen. Wrong. Wrong. It's been way better for the boy. And he won the Mike Davis sweepstakes that paid in spades. And Sony Michelle. Back from the grave. So what an interesting, what an interesting life that Dave has lived. Truly, uh, I mean, he won one ninety three to one forty five. So Nick had a great game. He was up there with the top scores. Um, so I mean, you know, it's not about what he did wrong. It's about what Dave did right. And James Robinson, I gotta highlight that high second highest scoring player behind Derrick Henry by only point one point on Nick's team. And he got that mofo for three dollars on the on the on the waiver wire. That's crazy. Um, and Brandon Ayuk, welcome to the league. A big boy game with Nicky Mullins. Nicky Mullins, you're doing that damage with Nicky Mullins? Okay, I see you. All right, let's go on to the next game. This was, oh, Billy put the beat down on Bill, 157 to 104. I mean, for Billy, it, it it's all about 
the Colts defense, obviously. Oh my God, I got them in a couple leagues. They were my, they were my, you know, last year I was all over the Steelers. Nobody knew, but I knew. This year it was all about the Colts for me. I was waiting for it, but they haven't performed great. But against the hapless Jets, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, James Conner broke off a garbage time touchdown. He, he looked good through the rest of the game. I was just giving him shit. Uh, Tyree Kill. You know that so it was a it was a pretty good pretty good pretty pretty good thing for for Devo there and on Drew's side oh I just oh God DeAndre Swift <laughs> three do you know De- DeAndre Swift through three games has eight total carries and and a, of course a drop touchdown to cost them the game that's rough I mean Kirky Cousins did pretty well against them Tennessee boys but you know and and so did Adam Thielen but of course that's because. Well, you know, they were playing the Titans, one of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, and other than that, I mean, could he have won this game? No, but, you know, on his bench, he did have Justin Jefferson! Welcome to the league, young man. Welcome to the league. They put you outside, and it turns out you can handle it, at least against the Titans. I, I'd say start him again this week. Let's 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 see that train keep rolling. Yeah, um, not great, not great, not great. Um Okay, next matchup, we got Devin Rambo beating Eric Thomas, 158.6 to 136. I think this was the point when Devin, when, when Eric texted him and said, what do you want for Deshaun? I'm fucking done with this. Um, you know, for Devin, Austin Eckler, back in the saddle. You love to see it. You know, everyone else, whatever. Metcalf, whatever. I mean, you, the, the, the story on Devin's been written, okay? We don't need to hear any more of it. His third highest score was the Buccaneers' defense outside of Rodgers and fucking uh, and, and, uh, Eckler. And Gardner Minshew wasn't getting it done. 9.2 points, whatever. Could, uh, could Eric have won this? Let's see. He was down 22. Did he have No, no. No way to win this. Uh, yeah. I mean, Nick Chubb did great. Allen Robinson did great. When you're starting Frank Gore as your running back, too, you got to temper your expectations there. Evan Ingram is a bust. Marquise Brown is inconsistent. Um, and Dak's good. So, yeah, not not that remarkable. Um, and the last matchup we had, this was our... Wait a second. What was our match of the week? Oh, shit. That was our match of the week. The Devin and Eric. Yeah, the two winless. So, so Eric is the only winless person here. Oh, and just a quick update because... Dave beat Nick. The good team division is 3-0 against the bullshit division. Although when I get to the standings, our our, our level of dominance is, is definitely, definitely shrinking. Things can change fast in this league, my friends. Uh, Matt beat, beat Bob 142.8 to 121, and I think this was the moment where Bob caved and said, what the fuck do you want for Tua, buddy? I mean, Josh Allen is just continuing to go off for Matt. Michael Gallup finally getting in the mix of having a big game. Um, Juju with a decent one and Kyler with a decent one. Not too much interesting. For Bob, it's it's all the same, baby. Brady showed up big, but look at this. Julian Edelman, Keelan Cole, Dallas Goddard, Odell, AJ Green. They're all fucking bullshit. They're all washed. The kid needs flexes and he needs a quarterback and he got both. Couldn't have won this game. It was impossible. All right, fuck all this. Let's go to the standings. Wait, you know what? Before we go to the standings, because I want to get to these standings, I just want to talk. Would you Would you just, would you just, let me do one segment real quick. Three weeks in, just a quick sanity check. You know, we're about a fourth through the regular season here. Let's just talk about how the draft went. You know, I mean, it's obvious. Burrow, 
was the 101. I, I said it before. I told Nick. I, I pulled him aside. I said, kid, don't fuck this up, okay? Don't overthink it. It's Burrow. Don't get cute. Now, that was obvious. I mean, he's outscored Lamar Jackson so far. I mean, he's already... I mean, I don't expect him to be throwing it 60 times in the future of his career, but he's, he's a proven stud. It was the right move. Now, two and three, Clyde and JT, still the correct move. The question is, well, I guess it's two and four, but I consider it two and three because the Dobbins thing was a smoke show, though Devin won't admit it to Bill. Um, yeah, so yes, but if we could go back in time, would Devin really have taken Clyde over JT? After seeing how that dude tries to run in between the tackles, I don't know. I think, you know, maybe by the end of the year, he'll tell us that. He'll be singing like a canary someday soon on that matter. Now at four, DeAndre Swift. I mean, eight total carries this season. It's just, it's, um, you know, it's not pretty. And, and followed by five, Cam Akers. I told you, Dave, I told you. You wanted running back depth. You wanted to be a homer. But I said CD is generational. And that is CD at six. And he's still generational. He's still the wide receiver one. And he probably should have gone up higher than that. Maybe not higher than that, because I think the quarterback should probably be popped up a little bit here as well. Um, but definitely above Swift and acres. Oh, I skipped over Dobbins. Sorry. So what are we? That's we're really at seven because Dobbins was three technically. Yeah, Dobbins still needs time. I mean, we always knew this would be a complicated matter, but Mark Ingram's off the team next year. Dobbins needs Dobbins needs time. What's what's frightening is that Daryl Henderson in the Acres situation is not off the team next year. Has similar draft capital, only drafted one year before. What's frightening is Carryon Johnson not off the team next year, getting more carries. And Adrian, why why bring in Adrian Peterson? any sense doesn't make any sense um okay next pick was Tua. great pick worth it the quarterback should be ranked higher and herbert at 10 obviously should have gone over jude gone over judy now we get to 11 dan antonio gibson which why, why, why would you take antonio gibson didn't you see him fumble that shitty fucking fucked up pass that dwayne has to try to throw him okay don't blame my boy gibson on this let's get let me give you a reality check Let's put Clyde and JT aside right now. Do you know who the next highest score of all the rookie running backs is? It's Antonio Gibson, bitch. It's Antonio Gibson. Every week, he's getting a bigger workload. Every week, he's starting more snaps. Every week, they get closer to a number one pick and revamping this offense and having him be the dude. Every week he gets more goal line carries. And just a few weeks ago, the Washington football team said, bye-bye, Adrian Peterson. Your old ass is not wanted. We got Antonio Gibson. And guess what? Detroit said, hey, Adrian Peterson, old ass. DeAndre Swift is uh, not good. And Kerryon Johnson is always injured. So get your ass in here and out-touch both of them by double digits. So yeah, oh wait, I'm sorry. Oh, that's a mistake. Antonio Gibson isn't the next highest scoring running back rookie. No, no, no. He's number four. I'm sorry. This was obvious. Number three was J.K. Oh, not J.K. Dobbins. Joshua Kelly! <laughs> he went undrafted. I was looking at the fourth round. When is anyone going to take Joshua Kelly? No one's going to take Joshua Kelly. No one's going to take Joshua Kelly. I got him off the waivers immediately the next day. You fools. Raquel Armstead, A.J. Dillon, Zach Moss. Are you kidding me? I'm putting my head in my ass. You forgot about Joshua Kelly. Oh, man. 
And then if we go to Jeff, Justin Jefferson, great pick. Should have gone above Judy at this point. At this point for this season, great pick. I love the kid coming out of college. I, I got him in my best ball league. I love him. Of course, I got to talk shit to him because I'm a shit talker. I actually like the kid, and I think he will do good. But, you know, it, it's fun to talk shit. Next pick, Ruggs. I, you know, fell under the Ruggs trance, and, and he's been injured, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then at 14, you have T. Higgins. And T. Higgins, wait a second. Now, now see, see, my draft, I said to myself, Dan, you're loaded. You're a stacked roster. You're fucking awesome. Just draft for next year, bro. Have everybody hit next year. Then you will continue your dominance as some of your older pieces fall apart. But I didn't even have to wait for next year because Antonio Gibson is already the star. He's already outperforming Swift and Akers. I didn't have to wait for next year because T. Higgins got two touchdowns last week. Because T. Higgins got more targets than A.J. Green last week. Because T. Higgins played more snaps than A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd last week. I don't even have to wait. It's already happening. And then let's go to 18 when I took Jalen Hurts. I thought to myself, then this is a truly, all right, Dan, no matter what, you will have to wait a year on this at least or two, but you'll be rewarded. Your patience will be rewarded. I mean, what the fuck? Are you going to take a Raquel Armstead here? Are you going to take a Michael Pittman Jr.? Or are you going to take Jalen Hurts? So it was obvious, but folks, <laughs> never in my wildest dreams did I think by week three, Philly fans would legitimately be asking for him to start. I love it. So yes, the whole reason I wanted to do this draft review segment was just to compliment my draft. I don't give a fuck what you other guys drafted. I just had to get that off my chest. Thank you. That's my TED Talk. Okay. And what are we looking at here? All right. So let's get into these standings, huh? How about it? All right. So in first place is our only undefeated team remaining. That's Matt Horvodich. He leads a good team division. He is ranked number one, 3-0, and but he's got third most points. Ooh. In second place is Nick, leading the bullshit division at 2-1. and one. He's got the second most points in third place out of the good team division. This would be that coveted seed that gets to pick their first-round matchup. That's Dave. He's got the first most points in the league thanks to two big weeks last week, despite a, a, a one-week stumble. And Dave, I mean, we've talked about your ascension, and this is awesome. I truly believe, I'll give this, after this, I'll give my projections for, you know, how I actually think this thing is going to shape out. But Dave, everything is coming up your way. Literally, you're having a perfect start to your season. I mean, just unprecedented, except for the fact that you've actually had perfect starts to your season in both of the past two years and then got a first-round exit. But this year has to be different. It's it's completely different. It's not the exact same. It's, it's not like every year where you're the regular season wonder, where you get a bye, and then and then you just get demolished in the first round. It's, it's not... <laughs> It won't happen, dude. It's not going to happen again. You're not going to blow it, okay? Don't even don't even think about it. I didn't even mention it. In fourth place is Bill at 2-1, and one, leading the bullshit division. So Bill is here. He's 2-1. and one. He's got more points than me. He's got the fourth most points scored. He's in fourth place. In fifth place is me in the good team division at 2-1. and one. Yeah, I got the sixth most points. Do I deserve to be up here? Look, I got lucky with it. I never got any breaks my first two years with this league. My team is off to a slow start. They're injured, and I'm getting some breaks. Come on. I earned it. For all the work I put in, I earned it. Devin is our last playoff team from the bullshit division at one and two. He's got the fifth most points scored. So wow, actually a balanced playoffs for the first time. Okay, good for you guys, bullshitters. Um, 
In seventh place, or sorry, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, in seventh place is Nate. He's one and two. He's got the eighth most points scored in the league. Uh, he's our first team out of the playoffs. Um, let's see here. Uh, and in eighth place is Bob. He's got the ninth most points scored in the league. In ninth place is Drew. He's got the tenth most points scored in the league. They're all one and two, by the way. And Eric, our last winless team at zero and three. Really bad luck. He's got the uh, seventh most points scored in the league. Uh, only. <laughs> Only about four less than me. Yikes. But um, he's got the highest points against by far. No, actually, Devin has more than him. But but he's got, you know, 84 more than me. So that that's that that's pretty shitty. Um, regardless, I think how these playoffs are going to play out. I think Eric and Bob, they're, they're, they're fulfilling their own prophecy here by having the fire sale. But they're going to go eight and nine. They're going to go nine and ten, I mean. Um, and then... Uh, and then, okay, they're going to go 9 and 10. And then in 7 and 8, yeah, I think it's going to be Drew and Nate. Yeah, so I think it'll be Drew and Nate. Now, what would be really be fucking awesome, what I can't wait for, is that if Eric and Bob are actually 9 and 10, then because Eric has Bob's first-round pick and has his own, that round won't matter. He's automatically got 1 and 2. Like, we already know <laughs> the result. And just say, just, just humor me here, if it were Nate and me... <laughs> In, in the uh, seven and eight spot, the exact same thing. I've got Nate's picks next year. I'd be at three and four. Literally, the bottom bullshit, the uh, the shit playoffs would not matter. It would just not matter. Anyways, um, we're going to close out with a little tune that we crafted here just because of the fire sales and all the crazy shit that's happened. We just don't know what's going on anymore. We just look around and nothing's the same. I ain't checked the rosters in a little while. This gonna take some getting used to. Scrolling around like where is to and now. He ain't with Matt or Drew Mugu. Checking on my matchup with Billy now. Projections higher than it used to. Eric got four picks up in the first round. It ain't nothing like I'm used to, man. That was incredibly lame. Anyways, let's name a game that's the match of the week. Let's do that right now, you little freaks and geeks on the freak a leak. About to sneak a peek at the match of the week. Let's go, motherfuckers. Uh, we got some good matchups this week. I could make it me and Bill. He's eviscerated by the recent COVID news, which I refuse to talk about. This is a positive. This is a fucking break for me, okay? This is what I do in my spare time. I'm not here to drone on about things that bother me, okay? Um, and it's a and it's a good team versus bullshit division matchup. So, you know, I'm very enticed to do that. But at the end of the day, come on, I got to go back to the well. It's Dave and Matt. It's Dave and Matt. This is a fight for supremacy. This is a, the fight for the, the only buy that will be rewarded to the good team division. So this is a very, very important matchup for those two. So that's it. Um, that's all for us this week. I'm going to go sign a record deal. Bye-bye. <laughs>